boss called me up and said, come in to work. I just hung up on that slave driving jerk. I'm going to wrestling. Going to wrestling. Well, you'd think I'd rather be sweating on a dock or watching somebody use a hammerlock. I'm going to wrestling. Going to wrestling. R-A-S-S-L-I-N, that's wrestling. R-A-S-S-L-I-N, that's wrestling. They call me the profusely out-of-touch host of the Total BG Show, Mike Davidson, and the person who calls me out-of-touch. It's one guy, and I have to say, he's wrong. That's all. Um, how are you doing today, Mecca Shane Madison? Doing great, well. Re- great report last week at WPW. I really appreciated that. 12 minutes of pure gold. I, I, uh, I didn't realize that. I was had my uh, ear my AirPods on and I sounded like I was in a tin a tin can when I was recording that. Yeah. So my apologies to the fans out there who were listening. Who it wasn't the gr- best uh, sound, but uh, that wouldn't I be did your fault though. You wouldn't hear yourself. Well, right? I, did I, I know when I've done it remotely, it, it sounds like that too. Yeah, that's Pre- why I always prefer to be in studio because it's just the better experience. Yes, but it was tough to do because of the Friday night late turnaround and then. We have to get the show uploaded before Sunday. It's it's tight. Producer Chris works hard. How are you, producer Chris? Fantastic. If I was any better, my you're name the would only be guy. Jesus. You're the only guy I know not going to AEW this so Wednesday. So far, yep. So far. How are we going to have an enlightening conversation when you won't know? Oh, I guess you'll watch on TV and keep notes. That's yeah. a good perspective to have because you can have it. You know, somebody watching on TV. I'll be there. You'll be there. Sitting I, separately. I, I'm working yeah. on it right now. I, the, yeah. the deal with me is I'm cheap and I don't want to pay for tickets. Yeah. So I'm trying to. That's work. called an entitlement factor. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I feel entitled to it. Yeah. After all those main events you've worked for, the big big leagues, you feel like you should be comped. That's right. Stacked show, though. Stacked, They're bringing, yes. out all, bringing out all the stars. Kenny Omega is in a, a six. Uh, Three-way Three, six-man Three-team <laughs> uh, trios match, uh, whatever it's called there. It's a good use to Could you do more to make him an underneath guy than bury him like that? I think this is just, look, they dropped the titles at the pay-per-view, right? I think they're just, they're kind of moving on. Yes. But they're trying to do something for Winnipeg. Okay, but here's the problem. So after the main event, MJF is is getting set for his next opponent. He's they've blown him off with Brian Danielson. What a waste of Danielson. Yeah. And then there's a perfect spot for Omega to come out and be your top baby face. Come out and challenge him on Wednesday night following and it's going to go to Adam Cole next. That's what I think too. Yeah. And And remember Adam Cole said he would be making his return in March. Yeah. That might could, be Winnipeg. That could be. Yeah. But here's where you could have held that off a week. And then have MJF come out bragging about his bar mitzvah in Winnipeg and how his actual twenty no, seventh birthday. How yeah. no one can beat him. How he beat Brian Danielson. He's the best in the world. Out comes Kenny Omega to an amazing pop to say, "Wait a second, I could beat you any day of the week. I'm a better wrestler than you. You might be able to talk people into the building, but I my work brings people to the building. And you've got Kenny back to an to a main event level. But what what would you do with Jericho there? Jericho can do his own Winnipeg thing to get a big pop. You don't need Jericho versus... It's actually the law of diminishing returns when you put Omega and Jericho in the same segment. Yeah, because the people are going to be hot. They're going to be extremely hot for that match, but they would have been hot for Jericho. They would have been hot for Omega. Bad booking, but hey, he's the booker of the year thanks to your buddy Dave Meltzer. (laughs) And I'm the one who's out of touch. (laughs) Who knows nothing about a pay-per-view coming up. In November, apparently. Dave so Meltzer. Knows nothing about it. Has, yeah. Has heard nothing, so. I'm surprised he didn't speculate. And do I have to define what speculate is? No, probably well, not. Well, the way but, that I look at it is, listen, I mean, 
they sold what are we at now just over 7000 tickets right yeah they're yeah. over 7 well they're they're i believe they're going to top out at 8 that's what i think there's two dates okay so we're recording this prior to monday we're recording this on thursday so friday the 10th is a payday, a bi-weekly payday. So you're going to get all those people who procrastinated the last minute because they didn't want to blow the money early. They're going to buy their tickets on payday. And then the 15th is the mid-month payday. So you're going to get the people who procrastinate. They should have a healthy walk-up being, being a mid-month payday for the day that they're having their show in Winnipeg. So I believe 8,000 would... And then you, before we went on air, said, oh, there's going to be tons of freebies. I don't think there is. There's no reason for them to do it. Well... In my circles, I, I have access, so. Okay, so uh, similar, you know, like I will probably, there will be people who call me and say, hey, do you want a pair to give away or whatever? I think right before showtime, like right now, remember, before it was, now the next TV is this one. The next TV is mm, Winnipeg. Yeah. So now it's going to be all hands on deck. We're talking who's who's going to get booked for extras. Let's make sure that place Those is Those people have already been told they're booked for extras. Danny Duggan, who's not confirming it directly to me, but I've heard it confirmed Danny Duggan is booked. That'd be excellent. Yeah. Um, I would question, honestly, I love Danny to death, but is he in the best? It's a, it's an audition when you go, do you want to go looking like he's been hurt? So he hasn't been able to do his, the best conditioning he's ever done. Right. So he, he doesn't look too bad though. Like I saw him on the weekend. He doesn't look too bad. I think he's he's passable. He's definitely not. I know what you're saying. Do you want to go to a job interview <laughs> appearing passable? <laughs> Do you want to skip your one chance that you might never get again? Ah, uh, I don't think it's that way. I think it, the thing is for Danny, the sands of time are not rolling it, uphill. Hold it, though. The thing to consider for Danny is this is a guy that's probably capable of taking nine or three months or four months and saying, "Hey, I'm going to dedicate myself to 100%. this." And then appearing better. And he probably has the connections to be able to say, hey, I'm going to be in Chicago or you're going to be in Toronto. I'm, I'm going to be in Toronto. He has that ability to get to present himself yes. better. I would like, I, uh, I don't know what it's like to job interview anymore because people just call me and tell me I got to start working. But <laughs> I, I can't imagine showing up at a job interview going, I feel passable. Like that's just, that's just not the way to do it. But then again, there's 50 What's the dollar store rhino? <laughs> Massive damage. Yeah. He's going to show up and there's not a hope in heck. He's going to, this is not an audition for him. This is him experiencing what he never got to do with the WWE dark. Match. And if you can connect with the crowd too, that'll be, that'll be a big thing. Cause as you've seen, you know, he, he'll book, um, Eddie Kingston, for example, or guys like that. Eddie Kingston just happens to be a very special talent who can connect with a crowd, but he doesn't look like a million bucks either. There are yeah. lots of guys like that on that roster that don't look like a million bucks, don't look like much, but because they can connect, they've got a spot. So you're counting on massive damage connecting no, with the Danny audience? No, Danny Duggan. I don't give, oh, a, so we, we, I don't okay. give a brown crayon about massive damage. So you think Danny Duggan's going to connect with the audience enough that they're going to give him a deal? I hope so. Okay, so I, don't I know. know for a fact, and, and Danny, uh, this might be speaking out of turn, but there are people in AEW that, much like I wouldn't show up and try to get a job as a producer because there were people who were going to go to Tony Khan and say, do not hire him. I can name, I can name three off the top of my head, right? I know there's two that would say that to Danny, maybe a third one. So that would say what? Do not hire him. You do, do not hire who? Danny. Okay. Yeah. It's, well, and when you're a promoter and a booker, you're going to get a level of heat with people, right? So there are kind of like when you have a podcast. Apparently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but 
So for Danny, this dark match might be for the payday because it's probably not to get a job because I don't think he's going to be able to swim upstream politically and, on and, people who are going to derail him. That could be him. It just, I hope the best for him. That's all. Yeah. yeah. And it's an interesting perspective. And I am probably going to get a text from him saying, why, why did you have to say oh, that? By the way, Danny. It's not anything he's doing wrong. Let me say that. No, I'm not comparing your body to Eddie Kingston's either. Let's be clear. You're, yeah, but I thought we were talking about massive when you went off on that. Uh, t- no, no. Okay. I just, just meant that uh, it's not necessarily as big a deal in AEW as it is with WWE. So I think I, Danny, basically, he's he's been working through a few injuries. Yeah. And I think he wants to put his best foot forward. And when I spoke with him last, he didn't feel that he could put his best foot forward because he was working through a few injuries. That so, was the response decision. He right. should not be going there in this So maybe situation. maybe something has changed that we don't know. I mean, no. I haven't talked to him in a couple of weeks, so maybe something has changed. Maybe he's rehabbed those injuries and he feels better. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. I, but I know he was talking. Somebody actually reached out to him who is in the office and said, hey, we got this thing coming up. We'd love to have you. And, you know, so, but he had indicated to them at that time, he didn't think he would be ready by then. Okay. So maybe things have changed. We're okay. just speculating. Now let's, but let's happy pivot. for him. Super yeah, happy for let's, him. Let's pivot. Here's why Danny should focus not on these opportunities of trying to get a... One of the things that happens with talent... Okay, I'm pivoting back and forth here. You are, yeah. One of the things that happens when a talent goes to darks like eight times and they brag every time, hey, I got my dark match. Okay, great. You've been on the radar. But eight times they've had you audition and didn't see anything for you, right? So eventually you got to start thinking, ah, but this is a different company so maybe he will impress them one thing he is doing extremely well his houses are through the roof in saskatchewan this week his houses in manitoba i think he's on a sellout streak of seven or eight dates well this weekend he's going to saskatchewan with james storm yeah yep. right yeah so they, that's a you know again Weyburn, got, they had a great number and they uh, i don't know what their numbers were in regina yet but um next one is eric rowan and they're in prince albert tonight as well yeah yep. eric rowan is next mm-hmm. to come in that's for a him. big name that might be the biggest name cwe has brought in ever i think it is i mean scott I steiner uh, scott yeah, would be okay. bigger scott would be jake okay. roberts although he didn't wrestle jake roberts would be i don't know if scott steiner yeah. is i think eric rowan is because he's so fresh you think that eric rowan is bigger than big papa pump Fresh. We're about to have another debate like last week. <laughs> fresh, off it na- fresh off national TV. Does not but matter. I think, I think what he does. means is that when he has ki- kids in the crowd, <laughs> more recognizable to people. Kids who, in the crowd, right, yeah, will recognize. We don't know who Scott the, Steiner is. Somebody from the Wyatt family more yeah. than Big Papa Pump. Because Big Papa How Pump. How long was he on TV in New York? Scott Steiner? No, Eric Rowan. Probably three or four years. Okay. How many main events did he work? I'm not sure. How long did he end up off while he was under contract? He was made. He's a great name. Don't get me wrong. But I, here's my theory on what Danny is doing. Yeah, but you're talking to, look, you and I, Chris, we're talking here. Who's a bigger name in the wrestling business? I mean, that's a no-brainer. We know it's Scott Steiner. Yeah, who's going to ignite more people to want to buy a ticket? But is Eric Rowan. Yeah, but to the general, to to the kids (laughs) in the crowd. I'm just explaining what probably Chris is thinking is to the general people like younger kids scott steiner hasn't been on tv in almost 20 years yeah all the ones that you're all hold, ba- ba- hold on hold on the ones that you're banging on all every week about get the young people get the young people get the young people they don't know who scott steiner is okay a so 10 year old has never seen scott steiner on television sure but and those are the people that you say every week that they should be going after okay now <laughs> scott steiner got producer so, chris hot is a is a former well because he's trying to get back his win after he got slaughtered last week in the debate. I'm just going to sit back and watch this. Here's the thing with Scott Steiner. 
He had been a former multi-time WCW world champion. He'd been in WWE as both Big Papa Pump and as Scott Steiner, the member of the Steiner brothers. He was an iconic name. Even in whoa, whoa, whoa. Even in 14, when they brought him in, I think it was 14. Even in 14, brought them in when CWE had Scott Steiner. Yeah, yeah, WWE. No, but he he had only he'd been on on TNA not that long before in the main event Mafia, and right up until 11 or 12, he was still in very relevant when TNA was still very relevant. Yes, in the second company, I'm going to tell you. I don't think Rowan was ever the main event guy in W in WWE. No, no. Okay, no. hold it. Scott Steiner in every run in WCW to WWE, he had a main event run. To TNA, he had different main event runs. So it's very hard to say somebody who in three different companies over twelve years is is not to the same level as Rowan. Now I get your point. The kids with the video games will recognize yeah. him. But it's not it's not to the same level. Oh, it's not even close. I mean no. clearly Scott Steiner's a bigger star. No. But through the eyes the of recognizable a ten or twelve year old kid, yeah. they're gonna the probably rec- resonate so, with Hey, how long's Rowan? he been off WWE? Eric Rowan? Yeah. Oh, probably three years. So the twelve year old kid doesn't remember nine years old because that's a quarter the of his life. Brothers. I think he was with yeah. Luke Harper was his last And he was on AEW two months ago. Oh, what a run that was. I didn't even know. Well, you don't watch it, so that doesn't surprise me. I do me. watch it. I'm the only guy here who watches all these shows. Yeah. What was he doing in, a- in AEW? He, he did a couple spots. A couple he, spots. Oh, yeah. oh, all those main event matches that Sound people like are remembering. There. Oh. <laughs> There's a lot more spots than Steiner did. Wait a second. In 14, I just I just it's drew the 2014 was 10 years ago, so you got to stop talking okay, about it like it. it was yesterday. When Scott Steiner went into the Hall of Fame, were people excited for it? I have no idea. Oh, yeah. Very excited. He was one of the feature names to go into the WWE Hall of Fame. Yeah. Not last year, but in the last two years. Whatever. I agree with you. You're, no, you're, 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 you're missing you the don't point. Agree. I agree with you. He's a bigger name in the grand scheme of things. But in the scheme of things of putting asses in seats and those people that you talk about every week, it's Eric Rowan. Eric I, Rowan no. is more recognized. If you could have Scott Steiner or Eric Rowan today, you would have Scott Steiner. Well, t- we're not talking about today. We're talking about who is recognized. We are right talking now. about today. Yeah, right now. Yeah, ten year old is not going to recognize Scott Steiner. I don't think a ten year old recognizes Rowan either. A lot more three than years. A, a, a better chance of recognizing okay, so him than Scott Steiner. I can't think like a twelve year old. I'm. Why don't we put it to the Bishi's yeah. audience? Let's do it. Who yeah. you, okay, Rowan's a great name. Send us name. a message on Twitter. Rowan's a great name. Congratulations. Yeah. I actually think this is part of a grander scheme for Danny. He is trying to nuke this market to be the number one guy. Yeah. And when I say nuke this market, it sounds negative. No, he has more weapons than the other promoters. Yeah. So his idea is I'm going to bring in Eric Rowan. I'm going to bring in James Storm. I'm going to bring in who else has he brought in recently? Uh, he bought Pat Tanaka no showed, but he has it. So he's bringing yeah. in name after name after name. It's something Primo's is going to have a hard time doing, although they've got Kazarian coming in soon. It's something Winnipeg Pro doesn't even need to do. Right, Winnipeg Pro, Lufisto and Jody, Jody Threat are the main event of their show yeah. that they sold out in 24 hours, 500 tickets. As one promoter said to me, in all your time, Mike, have you ever seen 500 tickets sell in one day for a local event? The only show where it might have happened is Commencement of Cool in March 3rd, 2002. But we're talking sold out. Yeah. Like, you can't get a ticket to this show yeah. now on no. April the 8th. And yeah. they probably would have sold 800 if they had a... If between, the day they announced it till the day of the show, they probably could have sold 800 tickets. Because I'll tell you who's not getting tickets to Winnipeg Pro. Curtis St. Marie. 
who goes to every local show he can go, he can't get a ticket to Winnipeg Pro. That's too bad. Uh, well, it's because you got to be quick and you got to be. Uh, the unfortunate thing is they sell at the show. Hey, so yeah, I was yeah. there. And it's I all, saw people. I was observing everything. Yeah, and and I saw it, people next to me on their phone. Exactly. The second they put that graphic up on the big screen. Yeah, it's all online sales. So think, but, and they're not your typical wrestling fans either. This no. is they, these are not your yeah. typical wrestling fans. So, so you'll never see them at any other event and good for them because after they've been spoiled at that show they probably would be very disappointed when they see anything else i got a i got a question for both of you with the economy being the way it is do you see that ultimately affecting the business because it's weird the economy sucks right now but the wrestling business is hot like real hot in winnipeg real hot in canada So you say the economy sucks okay give me an example I know of there the, there the is economy sucking, there is the inflation rate okay that's one thing but there is rates. not there has not been a sign from anybody that they're spending less other than the Winnipeg Jets no, there's attendance been a, there's been ton, tons of well that give that's me a true. sign because I'm going to give you examples of people spending <laughs> okay I didn't know we were having this conversation so I can't cite my source but I read neither did I though pal I know I read <laughs> that that people are now living more off of their credit cards now than they are off their bank accounts because their bank accounts have gone dry from the increased interest rates I think that's a five year trend yeah. Like, I don't so, think that's a this year trend. I'm just wondering if you think a crappy economy is going to affect. Okay, so here's what I think. As of right now, the the recession has not affected people's indulgent spending. And how I know this, we could take wrestling as an example. We don't have to. Winnipeg Jets aren't drawing right now because the product on the ice, the, the ownership of the Winnipeg Jets has alienated their fan base by overcharging for beer, mm-hmm. by... Spending to the cap and missing the playoffs by overcharging for tickets. Fans are like, you know what? Until you do something to draw me back, I'm not coming back. It's anger towards management. That's why they're not selling out. Winnipeg Blue Bombers had six games last year, five games for sure. I think it was six. Over 30,000 fans. Not even the heyday of the 1980s could they do that. And they're charging the most they've ever charged. Last year was the year that they had the most amount of revenue in the entire existence of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers and probably their highest profit ratio. Um, Spirit Halloween, which I know a lot about, they had their best year in Canada yet ever despite a recession and i would have to tell you that halloween costumes are an indulgent spend for parents because they can get creative and they can get a mask for their kid and get it done for 25 dollars. yet they're coming in and spending 140 to get the kid outfitted yeah. for halloween there has been no sign that i have seen people you don't see although a couple of years ago i noticed subways there were subways closing and that was a scary sign for yeah. me but you don't see mcdonald's going out of business you don't see like locations of things going out of business so i don't think that the recession has affected people's spending yet right that will be the next step when that happens wrestling especially at a local level will be one of the things people don't do as much right same with football yeah. same with spirit halloween but i haven't seen it yet maybe we'll get out of this recession before that happens let's hope well, exactly. And I think the people at the Winnipeg Pro Show, they're, again, probably more affluent. Um, and they have educated. a credit card and they're buying it online, and, yeah, which and is why. Right. And you're 100% right about yeah. that. Like yeah. I've been to a WPW show. These are a different breed, and I'm not talking yeah. down about anybody. But these are a different, more affluent, yep. more hip. They're drinking craft beers yeah. at the bar. The, yeah, you I, know, I, like they're not showing up. Like, you know, wh- what do we always say? Wrestling fans, notorious for not drinking. Yeah. Not at this place. Every bar yeah. owner I've ever talked to after they hosted a wrestling show was like, we had 400 people here, but they spent like they were 50 people here. And I made yeah. sure I parked my ass right next to the bar so I could. How many do you have? Well, I only, I was driving only like two. <laughs> yeah. Here's what, the last thing I will say though. Uh, it's, 
I don't know if it's necessarily affluence. It's just that they're targeting a different age group. They're getting that hip 20 to 35 year old, 36 year old at 18 to 36 that they're getting. And they're getting girls in that age range too, which is making it easier for them. I've said this and I, I belabor this point. I'm a 12 years out of touch though, from says the, one of the Kings of the castle and local scene. I will say this wrestling promoters right now, primos and CWE, they still focus only on their market. It's who they know buys tickets. They reach out to everybody they know that buys tickets. They are not creating as many new fans as they yeah. absolutely need to. Winnipeg Pro probably created a large group who are new fans who are very loyal to their brand. And now they they do this deal with 92 City. Yeah. They did the sellout really fast. 92 City apparently approached these guys. They did. About trying to yeah. get a sponsor. Like, when does that happen? Yeah. Yeah, they did. I know that from the inside. So, so. There, you, so there you have it. The Winnipeg scene is hotter than ever. I'm 12 years out of touch, though. Uh, since I started talking about the local scene, though, there are people who are thinking about the local scene differently. And the guy who says I'm 12 years out of touch, he wants it to be 2013. He doesn't want to see an evolution of the local scene. He's getting hot. He's getting mad that we talk about it. You know what happens on Bishis? We talk about local wrestling like it's TSN a TSN panel talking about hockey insiders yeah. and they don't like it because it's, it's ruining their perception of the myth and the magic that makes them special. We're breaking down what it is that is special or not special. And they find it critical. It isn't critical. I tell everybody who listens, buy a ticket. I think 3d pro wrestling is a joke because they're doing a show without a wrestling ring. But I say every fan that wants to buy a ticket should, because I want to hear how that show was right. This is what bothers me. There's and nothing I, wrong with being critical either. Like I, I think there's a, People are allergic to it. In Dissecting Winnipeg. Winnipeg wrestling this way makes people Sorry, more shit. interested in the product. And that bothers him. Well, guess what? I don't care that it bothers you. You would be happy to keep it stagnant and have 125 people and you could bump on every show. And I don't care that he doesn't listen. I don't care that he thinks I'm out of touch. Because the people who listen don't think I'm out of touch. I'm giving them a different way to think about the local scene. And that's, how, that's a healthy situation. It's created a conversation. And we're having good conversations about all these companies because all these companies in their own are way doing are doing very something positive things. very well. Yeah, right? absolutely. So, and if, if there's a reason for us to go back and forth like we have been the past few weeks, that's a good thing. Yeah. That means it's important. Yeah. So. And we're trying to keep it like, listen, like, I mean, people can get their panties in a bunch about stuff like this, but I mean, we're my keep, panties are in a bunch. I know. I know. Yeah, yeah, no, but we're keep, half cocked here. We're, we're, we're keeping it light, right? <laughs> we're keeping it positive. Except for Davidson dropping F-bombs. Well, the first time. The yeah, first time. You did you drop a fees? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, we're we gonna go to break. Are you gonna talk about? Are you gonna even say who you're talking about here? No, no, no. Uh, are we gonna do main event munchies <laughs> before the break? All right. Where are my main it. event munchies? Uh, they are. I'm on told the way. they're on their way. Yeah, they are. Jeez, on I their came Derek Long wants to know too because he won the last one. No, who? who Brad Sarna won the first. Oh, Uncle Lightning Dick won last week. Yes, he did. That's right. The the. They got the trivia question. Main event Munchie's trivia question was, who were the two wrestlers who were on the first nine WrestleManias? I knew Tito Santana. Which I blow away that you know. How did I not know Hulk Hogan? I saw it in a PWI (laughs) many years ago. That's why I know. I retain what I read. Well, no one's going to get this week's trivia question. Hold on. We know that. So Santana and Hogan were the answers. Uncle Lightning Dick won, and he has redonated the prize. He says, you can eat his Munchie's. How was you lazy Karn, Uncle Lightning Dick? Uncle Lee's D's. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this week's question 
for a bag of main event munchies. Steve Stryker thinks we're jabron for only giving away one bag. He's like, what kind of prize is one bag of pretzels? I said, well, they're very good pretzels. They're very good. And if he has they're a hard problem, to find. They're a hot they're, commodity. Yeah, they're here. hard to find. Tell, Steve Stryker, if you want to invest some money in our pricing, you, yeah. can, you can feel free to send oh. us uh, PayPal. Yes. TotalBeeshees at he does. com. He sends me money. Yeah, he can send us more. He Well, he, he's going to be hot. He's a rich uh, man. He's going to be hot when he listens to this episode because... He, Okay, I'm gonna. Well, I, I'm gonna hold off and ask okay. the question first. Yes. The question this week for main event munchies trivia is: Who was in the first WWE or WWF Iron Match Iron Man match? We know it's WWF because, you know, like we the know when. Period. Yeah. Yeah. It was not a pay per view. It was not a TV taping. It was a house show. Yes. So get get googling people because you're gonna need some help on this, this one. one from the mind of. Mecca Shane. Yeah, Mecca Shane took it over and he's just trying to be difficult with it. Why okay, do you want to hear what yeah. do you want to hear what Steve Stryker would critique? By the way, Steve Stryker called it Deer Lodge Wrestling. Well, it ain't Deer Lodge Wrestling anymore. That venue is officially off the table. I heard from Graham Keem this week and Why he what said happened? insurance issue. Deer Lodge. I, I might have stooged there. He might not want to wanted me to say it, but they called in his insurance and they said he was missing criteria with his insurance, which I had known was probably the case. Somebody made a call, I think. <sighs> You have to wonder. Somebody yeah. made a call, I think. Steve Stryker, okay, do you out. want to hear Steve Stryker's yes. critique of the sure. last couple of weeks? He thinks, he wonders why. No, I, I'm not going to go there, actually, because it'll cause heat. Uh, we'll, we'll go to commercial break. <laughs> <laughs> this episode of the Total Bees Cheese Show is powered by firstrow.ca, Canada's online collectible store where you'll find the coolest sports cards, autographs from your favorites, action figures, and of course, wrestling collectibles galore. As a loyal Total B She Show listener, you can get 10% off your order using the code Bees Shees. Again, the code is B-E-E-Z-S-H-E-E-Z, one word, and receive 10% off your order. Firstrow.ca, Canada's online collectible store. The Total Bees She's Show releases new episodes every Monday. Follow the Total Bees She's Show on Twitter at Total Bees She's, on Instagram at Total Bees She's, or search us on Facebook, Total Bees She's. I'm still out of touch, but I'm not pissed off. I just need to say that. Um, big news circulating, a big rumor. Just we, we put one to bed. FTR apparently is not leaving AEW. No They're signed long term. You said they were gone. Yeah. At the time, Vince wasn't involved with the company. I believe there they was a never big going. possibility. They were never going. Well, you know why they're not going? Why? Because they're involved in the angle that's going to bring CM Punk back to TV. That could happen. It's, yeah, because it's been a work since the beginning. According to you, he should have been on TV for a couple weeks already, though. No, I said when he heals. He, I said it was going to happen in spring, right? Like, it was, it was not going to happen until he was 100% healed up. Maybe double or nothing. Sometime soon he's coming back, and he's going to be partnered with FTR against the trios of Omega and the Bucks. You don't think they're going to break up the Bucks and uh, Omega? Like, weren't they kind of—I th- I thought they were kind of— They might be breaking them going. up, but where, what are you going to do when you have FTR and you have Punk? <clears throat> well, maybe Punk's click? not coming back. Well, you should know better than me. <laughs> right? Hey, the big rumor right now is that Kenny Omega is going to go to WWE. <laughs> you and I both know Kenny Omega a little bit. 
I've been in the situation where, um, are you okay there, pal? Jeez. Sorry, folks. You, you, you swore to me you tested negative. Oh, I you said negative. I, you, you said I had nothing to worry about as you cough away. I have a cough. I'm sorry. Yeah. I feel like uh, it's not very professional, so my apologies here. I'm trying to. It is professional. It's not professional. I don't chew gum. I don't sip water. I don't do nothing. I just. But I am coughing, so As I'm going to sip on my Dr. Pepper in the yeah. middle of the segment. Give me, give me another glass Because I'm water. trying to be unprofessional. Might need producer Chris to spring me for a, a, a thing of water. Are you yeah. doing okay? Can we can we move on on the Omega? We're stuff? okay. As long as I'm talking, I just have to keep blabbing lots. Kenny Omega, his contract apparently comes up in November of this year. It was extended due to his injury. Injury, yeah. yeah. So in a seven-month extension? It was it would have been up in February because he signed February 2019. So you had, okay, maybe it's nine months. <clears throat> it basically, what the time he missed last year has been added to the end of his deal. Which is not uncommon. This is a nothing story because the chances of <clears throat> Kenny Omega leaving AEW to go to WWE are slim. But you hear people like, I think, Sean Ross Sapp and the guy from f- f- whatever, Wrestling Inc., Raj something. They're saying that if Omega is ever going to go, this is his one window. So if he wants to experience WrestleMania, if he wants to be a true top guy in the business, he's going to have to go and this is his window. Yep. But what they don't realize, Kenny doesn't like Cody Rhodes. And he sees Cody do it and he knows he could be bigger than Cody Rhodes. You don't think Cody would put in a good word for him there? I don't think they're I don't think they're close. I th- I Cody said in interviews that they text and he still talks to the bucks and kenny and okay he still I, talks about like how i noticed them make a snide comment about him on a promo on tv last week in a backstage vignette they said we've been workshopping our promo which was a direct shot at cody rhodes who made that comment in a promo that it fell flat that he'd been workshopping his promo oh i didn't that one went, but that might have well, been a shot at Cornette too that one went over my head anyway yeah because these snide comments all go over people's heads right it went over my head it must had to be really anyway ob- obscure do you think Kenny Omega will go to WWE? Yes or no, and why? No. Why? Because I think, first of all, if you really, let, let's just call it the way it is. The WWE is the show. Mm-hmm. It's not what it used to be as far as what it meant to work there, but that is the show. When you get into this business, you have um, you want always want to get to WrestleMania. You always want to be the world champion. And I think for Kenny, he's 39 years old. He'll be 40 in October. I think he's got a good thing there. I think there's some, maybe the bloom is off the rose with Tony Khan. Oh yeah. I think guys are starting to see through his stupidity. But I think, you know, if I'm WWE, I'm thinking they're looking at it. And then again, I'm saying what I think WWE could think. I think they might think he's a difficult guy to produce. He's a difficult guy to give direction to. You Um, think this? No, I think that's what (laughs) WWE thinks. Okay. So I also think, what does Mecca think? I think a long time ago, before Kenny went to Deep South Wrestling, the day before, we had a conversation on the phone for about two hours. And I said to him, what's going to happen is when you go to WWE, and things have changed a little bit. This was way back when, like 06. You have a box. They're going to put you in this box, and they're going to put the lid on this box. You can do whatever you want in that box, but that lid's not coming off. Unless you become a huge star. Now, the box might get a little bigger, mm-hmm. but that lid's staying on that box. So I think things have changed a little bit, but I think Kenny's in it for the art, uh, the art of the performance, mm-hmm. which is not what WWE is all about. Right. So I'd love to see him there because you can't really say you were like, if you didn't work in WWE, 
you didn't you didn't wrestle in Madison Square Garden. You didn't wrestle at WrestleMania. You weren't a world champion. Is he capable of doing all these things? Of course he is. But I think WWE might be looking at it as the guy's got a lot of miles on his body. Yep. The guys, uh, <clears throat> I think they think he, they they might think he knows it all. He's difficult to produce, won't take direction, wants to do his own thing. And that's just not going to fly there. So I don't see him ever leaving there. Okay. Which, so, which is a shame because I would like to see him. I think I would love to see Kenny Omega in the main event of WrestleMania. So nobody thought in 2005 that Kenny Omega would leave PCW to go to AWE, Action Wrestling Entertainment. Sure. He called you. You told me Kenny's coming over. Well, of course he is. We were taking Andrew's top guy. We didn't even call him. He called us. Here's why I think he might look at it this time. Is I don't know why he got buried in that trios. My assumption is he went to Tony and said, me and the Bucks want to do this thing. and It'll be great. People will like it because they already like our YouTube series. And, and it'll translate to ratings. Three months later, it has not translated to anything good for AEW. No. I mean, and, 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 and especially with Kenny, a guy who's got a limited time frame he's only got you know maybe 10 really kick-ass matches in him why are you using up his bump card in this nothing trios situation he's, they turn him into an underneath guy but i think kenny came up with it i think kenny, i hope so because that would be the only way i would be because able to justify otherwise, that otherwise Tony he's Con a main event guy he should be in the main event exactly he should be your top he's baby a, face in that company he's a bigger star than john moxley every day of the week oh, for bigger sure. than hankman page for sure bi bigger than brian danielson who this main I event agree. run was terrible for Danielson's terrible. marketability. Omega, I said it in the first segment, how they should have came out of Kenny Omega and reintroduced him is in Winnipeg where he's going to get a dynamic pop. I love that idea. Have MJF in the ring and have Kenny Omega in his hometown come out and say, I am the top guy here. I, you can talk them into the building, but I can work them into the building. And that's always going to the work rate is always going to be better than the talker. Although rock has proven talking and Hogan proved talking was bigger. The problem with Kenny is if this is the peak for his career, his Japanese stuff makes him the Stan Hansen of, Jap of Japan, but his North America stuff, he's no different than Ricky, the dragon steamboat. Other than he's had a well, heel. He said run. he was Lance von Eric, Mike von Eric, oh, Mike von Eric. That's in the trios. Well, Lance Von Eric was that terrible uh, the the video, the video that we watched yes. this week. Yes. Oh, God. We, I'll share it again. Yes. God, was that bad? Lance is something else. But in, Omega, in Omega's case, he has to say to Tony Khan, and Callis should be politicking, and Jericho should be acknowledging it, because I think Jericho's involved with the book. You have a one-year window. When Kenny Omega won that title from, who did he beat? Moxley? I don't even know. Yeah, because none of their title changes have ever meant anything except for when Jericho won it the first time. Get the belt on somebody and give it to them for two, three years. Well, that's probably what they're doing with MJF now. I don't think so, man. Well, we'll see. Tony Khan books like a keeps, fan. Not if he keeps throwing water on fans. Tony Khan yeah. books like a fan, <laughs> and because he books like a fan, it's like ADD of booking. Oh, wow, well, this guy should be champion. This guy could be good. It's throwing it against the wall. Well, look what they did with Wardlow. Yeah, they had him. Now, just buried him again. Yeah. <laughs> he lost his hair. To powerhouse Comes Hobbs. back, beats Samoa Joe for the TNT title. You, you think just lose you, to powerhouse Yeah, Hobbs. you think you're about to get him on the right track. You said something about Wednesday night's show. Jeff Jarrett, you think, is going to win the international title. I think so. I think he's going to win the... Uh, newly named international yeah, title. Yeah, newly named international title. 
formerly the uh, All Atlantic, or yes. is it still All Atlantic? Right now, international it's the, title. Well, it will be the final defense in Winnipeg of the All Atlantic title, yeah. which will be changing to the AEW International. And that's title. why I think another just so not, because they're rebranding the title. You think it goes to Jarrett? I think that they want to change it in international waters. So okay, to speak. that's an interesting idea. If you're going to change it, though, even the fact that Winnipeg is international. You should put it on a wrestler who wrestles internationally, not Jeff Jarrett, who's a Southern-style wrestler. It should be Kushida. It should be um, it should, John Moxley would yep. be good because he wrestles New Japan. It should be somebody who's going to represent that title on international bookings. But maybe if they're starting to do house shows now, maybe they, the idea with Jar- Jarrett's in charge of the house shows, maybe they're putting the championship on him where he can go and defend these championships <laughs> during house show. Yeah. Loops. So they're going to teach, maybe they're going to treat the international title like it's the intercontinental t- champion. I heard a rumor today that July AEW might be running Regina. Wow. It mm. can't be TV. Well, what else? Why would else? Because do? they're starting the house shows. I don't know. I would. Be, I haven't heard that. That's an somebody interesting sent rumor. me a message and said oh, I've wow. heard. Any guy mm. lives in in Saskatchewan and said mm. I I heard we're getting AEW in July. Here's what I think it is. Imagine that they're going to announce that they're doing TV in Calgary during Stampede, first week of July, and the house shows leading up to Calgary would probably be Regina, maybe Sask. No, probably Regina, Calgary. Saskatoon would be a better for television. No, but it, this would be house shows yeah, leading up yeah. to TV. Yeah, I don't think they do I have two a feeling Saskatchewan dates. No. I have a feeling they're going to announce TV at the Calgary Stampede. Interesting. But the mm-hmm. interesting part of that is Dungeon Wrestling is probably going to run their mega summer event at Stampede. But I, there's something to this. I have a feeling that there's going to be... Could you see a cooperative between Dungeon no. Wrestling and All Eight? No. Maybe we need to do a road trip to Saskatchewan if that's the case. Six hours? Let's do it. For, for a house show, yeah. I'd go. Why not? Yeah. Well, I'm going next week or a couple of weeks from driving now. or flying. Yeah, I'm just going to drive. I got some business to take. Can we care take of. your, your work car? Well, that's what I'm taking. Is the geese covered? The geese is covered. Okay. So, so that's and what I wanted to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to talk about Kenny Omega to WWE. You not say gonna not going to happen. Nope. I think it could happen. I would love to see it happen. The thing is, okay, here's, here's what I want to wonder about is. Callus won't like that if he goes. Well, he might. Maybe Callus is part of the deal to go. Come on. That could be. And Callus has always wanted to be back, I would think. Well, that's, I, a, that's an interesting angle. I wonder what the Bucks and Omega think of Tony Khan at this point. I think the bloom is off the rose on that relationship. Oh, sure. I think Tony Khan runs that show on a whim. Whatever he thinks. He needs help. I Anybody think the, who thinks, the Bucks would love him, probably. I think Omega probably, like you're right. I think Omega thinks the bloom's off the rose. Okay, I, think let the, me, let I think me, the Bucks contract is up too. Let me put it into perspective for you. Year. Yeah. If you believe, and I don't, that that thing was a shoot in the locker room, he suspended those three for over a month. I have a mm-hmm. feeling, knowing Kenny Omega... If you're a booker and you hold him accountable, he will never forgive. Yeah, yeah, so that's true. I have a feeling he has to work out so much to get his $3 million, and then he's going to figure out what WWE wants to give him. For Kenny Omega to be a free agent in November, it's a lot better than being Kenny Omega a free agent in June mm-hmm. or March or April, actually, if you miss Mania. Because if he goes up in November, he goes and works the Tokyo Dome in January, 
and then signs with WWE on the day after the Tokyo Dome show. So he gets to have that international huge match, then he gets to debut at the Royal Rumble. It's perfect for Kenny Omega. I would love to see that happen. Yeah, November. Can you imagine as a surprise in the Royal Rumble, Kenny Omega comes out, wins the Royal Rumble. The pop would be in Goes to WrestleMania. The problem for him is the minute he's done it, All Elite, they're all going to know what is, they're going to be able to telegraph his next two moves. Tokyo Dome, then Rumble. Yeah. And your buddy Dave will be all over that. There's no way Dave, even Dave couldn't miss that newsflash. <laughs> Did you see Eric Bischoff and Conrad rip your buddy Dave apart? I sent you the video. Did you watch it? Uh, it's a 12 minute job well, Bischoff, burial. Bischoff jobs him out every week on his podcast. Yes. It's hilarious. And it's, what does he call them? The useful idiot. Is what uh, he calls them. That's what he calls yeah, them. Yeah, something like The that. useful idiot. Yeah. yeah. It is good stuff. What And it's right what Bischoff says. See, for years, Meltzer, who had that underground cult following, could take all his shots at Bischoff, and Bischoff was the top, the top guy in, in WCW. He had to sit there and take it like a pinata. It's amazing how the <laughs> tables have turned now that that podcast is pretty popular, and the Wrestling Observer Newsletter is known as a, as a kind of a rag to put over AEW. That's what people think They've of They've been this. pretty critical of AEW lately. Well, what, the thing that Bischoff got hot about is, he thinks that, that Meltzer's manufacturing how over Sami Zayn is. He says that Cody's more over. and that Cody's 100% more over. Yeah, but Meltzer I, tried to watch, say. Sami Zayn? Did you watch TV this week? Meltzer tried Sammy to say. Sami Zayn did not get the pop there. Meltzer tried to say that Zayn was more over and that the WWE office was trying to adjust to keep Cody over than as a conspiracy. In fact, Sami Zayn did a job to Solo Sokoa on <laughs> SmackDown. So they've like, what? They're yeah. cooling him down. Like, why did they yeah. do that? They're cooling him down. Bookers have to realize you don't cool guys down by jobbing them out underneath Maybe guys. Johnny Malibu is booking over there. The way you cool a guy down is you get him right to the top, then he loses, then you let him cool for six, for six weeks, then you bring him back, then the fans are like, what is he going to do next, right? Yeah. This is, the, the what happened to Brian Danielson is one of the worst statements a booker could do. This guy got Brian Danielson and has no idea what to do with him. Danielson should have won the title in his first t- title match. Danielson should have been a guarantee to become the champion, not somebody who's going to make the champion. And have him tap out in his own finisher was pretty hard. They think that it's that pretty hard. They to get him think to come they back made MG, MJF with that. No, MJF's promo after made MJF at the press conference. Yes. Yeah. Oh, but he still he needs a money. That's where Omega would have been the money. Well, maybe it's Adam Cole. You know, I think that's probably what they're moving towards. Adam Cole against MJF. I don't think that's money. Well, I don't know. We don't know. I, I think know. you got to figure out. What well, what is the you money? You have then? a heel champion. There, There isn't a, you there have isn't a, a money When you there. have a heel champion. So let's go back to JCP and oh, I he was gonna let's say, go back to Turner in 89, 91. I thought you were going to say JC Dirksen. Ric Flair is the champion. <laughs> JC, there might be a problem. <laughs> Ric Flair is your heel champion. Ricky Steamboat beats him. But every week on TV, people thought Luger could beat him. Sting could beat him, right? You had two very, very hot baby faces that at any given time you could plug into that top spot. But Flair politicked against him, said, oh, they're not ready. Oh, Sting's turn. But then it was Steamboat. Like, Remember Pillman? Pillman, he could, there was a point in time where Flair could have made Pillman the same way he made Sting. Pillman had a competitive match with yes. Flair. Yeah. Flair could point. make them all look like a million dollars. That was a great match. But a heel way. champion 
you need to have three baby faces that at any given time they could win the title. Just because you're building to one pay-per-view doesn't mean you have to flip the strap, but you don't have to flip the title at, at pay-per-view. Imagine he, MJF beats uh, Brian Danielson on Saturday, Sunday night at the pay-per-view, and then on Wednesday night he's got a title defense and he loses it to the next to a hot baby face in the main event of TV. You're going to pop a number on your TV because people are like, holy, they did a title change on TV. And it could be, then MJF has the, the rights to go on TV the next week and say, I had a title match, an Iron Man match on Sunday, and I was expected to defend my title three days later. Of course I was going to lose. The deck was stacked against me. But they don't think like that. What, they, are you, what are you thinking if you're Brian Danielson, though? Are you thinking, what am I doing here? Uh, you're probably exploring every out, out clause you possibly have. Yeah. You think so? I think he's thinking, I'm making millions of dollars. I'm working one day a week. See, their pay structure is weird, though. Their pay structure, John Moxley's the highest paid guy at six million bucks. Everybody's on six believe, figures, apparently. I can't believe six, John Moxley. seven. That, that's no, no, but I mean, like everybody, you right down to. D, 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 well, Nyla Rose is making like three million dollars. Yeah, what's a your year. buddy Dr. Luther making? I have no idea. I haven't asked. 30 grand. But <laughs> that's but, about 25 too much. <laughs> apparently, like everybody on the main. What was Luther doing in up. Winnipeg last weekend? He wasn't here. There's that was a picture. Old, that was an old picture. What year was that? Don had completely shaved head. That's got to be in the last year and a half. Well, they did TV, you know, this week in Sacramento, so they're not here right now. So in the last couple weeks, what was Luther doing in town? That can't be an old picture. Look at Don. Don has his head completely shaved. Well, Don was on TV this past week. Sure. Okay. So since Don shaved his head, which is in the last six months, so Luther's been here in the last six months. Well. Ask Chris. Don't ask me. Yeah, Chris. No, he's, had, he's had his head shaved longer than six months, hasn't Not he? much. No, not to the level in this picture. This picture is shaved to the skin, hmm. and he had it buzzed like you have it. I don't know. You'd have to. Uh, you'll have to ask. Ask uh, Dave Meltzer. Why don't you? Why don't you go on Twitter? And reach out to ask Chris to Maxwell and tag them and say, "What were you guys doing in Winnipeg?" Yeah. Why didn't you call me? I yeah. posted a comment on Jericho's Candelo. Instagram. <laughs> I said, "Candelo's in the background on the VLT." You know machine. what? I'll call Candelo and find out when that was taken. He'll he'll For have sure. an idea. I bet you. I bet you, like Jericho and Kenny, will be here right away. They're they're probably getting yeah. to Winnipeg right now. They're going to be here for the week. I, I would imagine Omega's in town. It's Thursday. He's in town tomorrow. I would say. I would yeah. say Jericho's in town Saturday, Friday. What is Fozzie playing at all? Nope. No. Okay, so he's probably in town too. They they need to be in town. Honestly, they're at seven thousand tickets as of today. They could get to nine if Omega and Jericho work the media hard. Start showing up on all the morning shows. They need to. I th- I, Both th- of them. They don't though. need to because it's bad, but they need to because like they want. They want. Well, they could create, every, They I, could still create a frenzy by yeah. being on the ground three days out. There's still tons of room in that arena. Wonder if those so, guys do that though. If like the office asked them to do stuff like that, if there's any pushback, because you know, I don't think from Jericho. You see what Sammy Guevara said this week? No, he doesn't want to work house shows. Oh, Can you uh, imagine these guys nowadays? It's like. Well, no, I, I don't want to take bumps on... I just want to take bumps on TV. It's like, okay, so we'll just... Tony you know, Khan is done. We'll just, he we'll is just the, let you do whatever you want, yeah. man. He, he is going to implode. Isn't that unbelievable? That I don't want to work out. It's too bad. That company... That, that, unbelievable? Th- that company is built to implode. How about this? How about... Don't you want to get better? Don't you want to get some reps in? Yeah. yeah. doesn't well, mean you have to take ladder bumps off the top of a ladder. Well, that's the thing. Like, he, he does 450 splashes off a ladder so with a machine funny. gun. Is it Mary Brown's time? How about... I think it's Mary Brown's it's time. Mary Brown's it's going to be Mary Brown's time on the way home today. I'll tell you that. I'm starving right now. There you go. I didn't get my main event munchies, so I got to go for a big <laughs> Mary. All right. It's time now for the Mary Brown's mailbag. Mary Brown's chicken. Crave delicious. All right. 
has 14 Manitoba locations? Mary Brown's Chicken. Who only uses Manitoba chicken? Mary Brown's Chicken. And who only uses Manitoba-grown potatoes hand-cut in-store? I bet you've already guessed. Even Mary Brown's coleslaw is made fresh in store from whole carrots and cabbage. Download Mary Brown's app today and take advantage of money-saving deals and even a secret menu. You can order ahead to get your Mary Brown's faster. Mary Brown's Chicken. Crave delicious. Three questions in the mailbag this week. You can get your questions on by sending it to us, totalbeeshees at gmail.com. On Instagram, totalbeeshees. On Facebook, totalbeeshees as well. How can they get their questions answered? I just said. <laughs> what, are you t- what are you talking about? This one coming in from Jeff Dick. Just wondering who's better, Scott Steiner or Eric Rowan? Ah, I just want to know ah, who's better, Scott Steiner or Eric Rowan. Uh, we argued about that at the beginning of the yeah, show. Not a real question. And I was right and Chris was wrong, but he keeps telling himself that. Uh, the D's. This one, real question coming in from Robin. How do you guys feel about belts with Velcro instead of the press buttons? Velcro is being used by WWE right now. I personally feel like it devalues the belts. Big Papa Pump is better than Eric Rowan. <laughs> Someone had to answer the question. I agree. <laughs> um, the Okay, so... Velcro is terrible. You are the belt expert here. You're the belt mark, the figures mark, the wrestling mark. Sure. <laughs> Velcro is terrible. Yeah. Velcro looks the hokey, rinky dink. Tacky. Um, the Velcro, if you look at the Velcro in WWE, like all the Velcro is dirty, has fluff in it. Like it just looks horrible. And they still have the, the little snappy strap, uh, the snaps on it. You got to go snaps. Okay. So it's tougher to put on, but it makes it look more professional. Velcro is just. So few just people are lazy. wearing them anyways. It's lazy. Uh, I know why the Velcro is functional. Because I've seen guys win the belt and want to get that belt around their waist and they can't. Yeah. Or it because falls off or they're yeah. too skinny nowadays. Exactly. Like, yeah. uh, or the, they wear the belt. Flair, during his pay-per-view last summer, put a belt around his waist and the snap came off and he was sitting there barely holding it up. Randy Savage in 1988 had Velcro on his. Yeah. Belt, so WWF the reason is because it's easier to fasten. Yep. So that it does do like... Back in the day. Can we get new different types of snaps that are a little bit easier? No, to, I don't think you can. Come on. Realistically. put a man on the moon in the 60s and we can't What are you going to do? Put, put those snaps. buttons that are on people's jackets? Well, it's something. It's going to be, be heavy something. duty. The belt is not light, as you know. You have one up in your office I that do. we're going to get a picture of next week on the show. But here's the reality. Guys use it as an excuse to throw that belt over their shoulder or carry it like it means nothing. The idea of the championship belt is it looks presentable around the waist. When Bret Hart was the champion, it was around his waist. It meant something. Shawn Michaels wore it around his waist. Um, did Warrior wear it? Ultimate Warrior wear it yep. around his yep. waist? Yeah, because he used the different color of straps to match his co- his costuming. Hulk Hogan, same thing. You c- you've got to wear that belt. you got to get that belt around their waist for that money shot right after they win it. It doesn't look as good if he's putting it over his shoulder or he's holding it up in the air. Can't they practice? Hogan at WrestleMania 5. After Didn't he, he put Randy it on Savage? and flip it? Yeah, he, that's how you put him on. You put him on backwards and, and, you and flip it around. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, it's the snaps can't be that bad. Warrior ran to the ring. Yeah, all the belts you knew, yes. Maybe we should do <laughs> a YouTube video of me putting the strap on you, Mike. Realistically, though, you can, the referee can, if there's Velcro, can get that belt fastened around yeah, your waist quick, very quickly. Sure. And that way you, the guy isn't sitting there jostling with it and then doing the flip but around. But this isn't UFC. The referee's not putting the belt around the guy's waist. I think they should do that in, in wrestling. I think the champion gets up and hits his money pose and the ref is getting that strap around his waist as fast as possible. So the photographer 
photographers are getting the money shot right away. That's how I believe they need to go back to producing it. The belt has to go back to meaning a lot. Okay, next one coming in from James Sherwood asking, who in your opinion is the greatest world champion of any era? James Sherwood asked. You know, and it's funny, I was just talking to uh, Spider about this at the gym. We just finished spin spin class. Yeah. yeah. Oh, really? As one does. Yep. Hashtag uh, spin spider. Yep. And um, does he teach aerobics too? Uh, he's more of a hot yoga kind of guy. Okay. Yes. So I heard Pilates. Hot yoga is his uh, expertise. You know, okay. he, you know, he's, he's, you know, he went from doing all these hardcore matches with, uh, you know, barbed wire uh, mats and beds of nails. And now he's doing, are we talking yoga pants and a wife beater? Well, we're not that, we're not into it that far. Oh, okay. Well, that's, that's what I want to see next. But anyways, where were we? We're talking about uh, best world best champion of champion. all time. I mean, Chris, do you have one? Um, I was thinking about this one. I would probably go with Bret Hart, but that's just because of who he was as a kid for me. Bret's he, a really good choice. He was a huge, huge deal to yeah. me as a kid, so I would choose Bret Hart. Okay, before you say yours, I'm going to comment on yours. Okay. Why Bret Hart was a great world champion is he was always vulnerable. When mm-hmm. he defended that title, any... He was never so much above his opponent that the money was against was against the opponent. People believe Brett could lose it at any time. He always had an amazing match with whoever he's in there with. It was never the same match, and he w- he didn't draw the way the best guys did. But he never, as a champion, he made everyone around him better. Uh, good choice, but I think there's better. Who do I you like, got? Brett? But I just. 1994 was a weird time because it's like they're getting out of that. Is that after 10? 1994 was 10. Yeah. WrestleMania 10. Coming out of WrestleMania 10 when he beat I was Yoko. not excited. I was remember watching WWF Superstars. It was Doink against Jeff Jarrett. Dink is running around. Yeah. Brett, Sparky, Plug, Mantar. Like, it just was... That that year was really weird for me. I was really watching a lot of WCW in 94. Mm-hmm. So I just didn't think Brett had that over-the-top... The character, yeah, but in '94, the top five guys in WWE were all really good: Michaels, Ramon, uh, Hart, uh, Sean, Mike, uh, Randy Savage, who beat Crush. They could have done more with Savage coming out of that. They didn't. They left him just as a broadcast. Diesel was getting hot. Diesel too. was getting yeah. good. Like they, they actually had the nucleus. And then but they, at the time, you didn't know that because they yeah. were all so new. It was and the they, new generation. And they went to right. Owen Brett at SummerSlam, so they lost all the momentum. And Bob Backlund beats Hart and loses it to Diesel, and nobody gets made out of that. Diesel goes down in popularity because they try, it, whatever. But Brett, well, Bischoff had a great point about, or was it Bischoff, or maybe it was I can't remember if it was Bischoff. I can't. Somebody on the podcast might have been Bruce Pritchard. But what did Diesel? He just he was just a good soldier. He yeah. just did what he was supposed to do. And like they, they tried to make him human. They humanized yeah, him. Yeah, it was ridiculous. I remember the February 1995 cover of the WWF magazine. It's Diesel sitting there with this shit-eating grin yeah. with a championship. I'm like, this is not the ass kicker who was throwing out guys at the Royal exactly. Rumble last year. Don't and I cha- thought, this is crazy. When you get a doing. guy that over as a heel that the fans want to cheer him, don't change him to what the sure. what you want the fans to cheer. Be who, like, they got it right with Austin. They got it wrong with Diesel. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the question, though, the best world champion, my opinion, I mean, and this might be the boring answer, it's got to be Hulk Hogan. Because mm-hmm. you look at, if you walk down the street, you ask 100 people, do you know who Hulk Hogan is? 100 people will know who Hulk Hogan is. Hulk Hogan is responsible with Vince McMahon 
for the growth of the industry. He's responsible for a lot of the the good things that are happening right now. If there was no Hulk Hogan, there might not be a WWF. There might WrestleMania might not have got off the mm-hmm. ground. He's a household name. He's got that charisma. He's got that over the top character. He's larger than life. Um, is he the best? It you know it depends what your criteria is. My criteria is who made the biggest, most significant impact on the business where we can all enjoy sort of the fruits of that. Labor. Right. If Hulk Hogan doesn't go to WCW in 94, it goes out of business by 96. It Very made possible. It, it made it to 2001. So he he got them five more years. Um, hmm. He also... That's interesting. ...defended his title on A and B house shows where they would have him wrestle before intermission at one place, get on a plane and show up at the second place to defend with time zones. So he on the East Coast, he'd defend. At intermission, get on a plane and go to the Central or Western time zone to defend in the main event. And one thing with Hulk Hogan... In the same night. I always... When he comes to the ring, and I know you're not going to like the, I know you're not a fan of the long intros, but when he comes to the ring, I watch. I watch Hulk Hogan come yep. to the ring. When he does those little promos on Saturday night's main event with that cool music in the background with his logo behind him, I watch those because it gets me pumped up. Yeah. It reminds me when I was a kid. Yeah. And like, I wasn't like the biggest Hulkamaniac or anything, but when Hulk Hogan was on, I was paying attention. He also, I, I was watching his 84 promos with Gene Okerlund, the local market promos. Mm-hmm. He's talking them into the building, which is what you want your world champion to do. So Hogan, Hart, and and then it comes to me, and the obvious one is Ric Flair, mm-hmm. right? And that's what yep. I, I'm going to go with Flair because he's the last traveling world champion. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Yeah, He had to go 60 minutes in every territory against the top guy. So imagine. And against local guys yeah, too. Exactly. Imagine in today's world if... Winnipeg was an NWA stop and Nick Aldis at the time would have been the guy to do this comes in as the NWA world champion and he's got to go 60 with a local AJ Sanchez would pull it off. Yeah. I got to watch how I answer this because, um, but Ric Flair did it. He, he, in 86, he, him and Bockwinkle January of 86, he would go to Texas and take on whichever Von Eric they were, they would put on top. He would go to, Florida and take on Lex Luger, who had been in the business less than two months. He would go to Portland and take on whoever Don Owen's top babyface was. It was, and he had to draw everywhere. So he had to be special based on how he talked about the match, show up at TV and work a local guy and get people interested to see him take on the main event guy. So Flair is the guy, uh, honorable mention to Bruno, honorable mention to Vader. Yeah. And I'm going to say, that's a left that's field. That's a surprising one. But in 91, 92, I always believe a good heel champion is amazing. There was no better heel champion than Vader in 1992. Uh, other than the brief period they put it on Simmons, he was believable. He got sympathy on every baby face, and the chase was very believable when he finally lost it to Flair. All right, there we go. Those are all great answers. Like, no, no argument from any of us. Uh, this one coming in from Darren Colomy. Wants to know who is the best Winnipeg local wrestler right now. That question's a real bomb. <laughs> it is. <laughs> He's feeding for a put over. You maybe. go first. I got to go first. Yellows. Oh, jeez. Uh, uh, right now? Yes. I think that's how he's asking. It's tough. It's a tough one. So I, we're talking best Winnipeg wrestler. I guess I'm going to have to. I'd have to go with AJ right now. Okay. For right now, AJ Sanchez. 
it's it's that's a really tough one. A couple years ago, I would have might have said Danny. Yeah, uh, but, I'm too out of touch to but, say. But AJ. I would I would say AJ right now. Okay, I'm a little out of touch on that one. I would say AJ as well. Yeah, um, coming off the WPW show last week where he unsuccessfully challenged for the championship against uh, Bobby Shank, but AJ Sanchez he can do it all. He's his very he's very good in the ring. He's very um, his his promos are good. He does a lot of the little things right, like and things you just can't teach. Pausing, cadence, mannerisms, body language. These are all things that you you, you mm. just you just know how to do it or you don't. So it's not even I would say AJ hands down. Considering his size, his cardio stamina is incredible. So I I, I don't take anything away from your choice. I'm going to go away from that choice just because I don't want it to be unanimous. Um, pretty hard not to say Mentolo, but that's not my choice off the get-go. Um, Mentolo, every time somebody sees him, they see a real-life superhero and they buy into him. Uh, for He's got a very long career and he's worked, he's worked in every situation. He's helped train guys just like AJ. It'd be 1A, 1B in terms of their yeah. qualifications. But that's not where I'm going to go with this one um, because I want to look at where they are today and where they should go from here. Okay. Right? And you talk about Chad Daniels a lot, and I'm surprised you didn't say Bobby Schenck, who's one of the most over locals right now. Yeah. Um, I think that the best local guy right now is going to be somebody who adapts. Okay, I'm saying who who's going to be the next best local guy. Cause I say Mentolo and AJ, it's pretty hard to, to unseat them right yeah. now. But I think it's this class of, of Sam Roth, James, Sam Roth, James Roth, James Roth. Okay, good. There is that the correct no, James Roth. Okay. Another very impressive showing. Yeah. WPW show. He's his strength. Like he, he's got the talent to do something. He reminds me of Chad Gable. Yes. Actually. And he looks like he's a million dollars crisp yeah. in the ring. How old is he? I don't know how old he is. I, th- I think that mustache does age him. Though. What is his aspirations to travel? I don't know. Okay. I'm not sure. We'll have to ask him. See, that's, I'm on the show. to be a top guy, you have to be ready to chase your next opportunity. I would like to know, did AJ or Mentolo try to get booked for AEW? I think somebody asked Mentolo and he said, I don't know anybody who works there. <laughs> and I don't know if he's trying to be a smart ass about it. The, they're, they, or if he's kind of like, kind of like, I don't know. It was a weird comment. They're pretty snide. Like their sense of humor is always, it's jaded sometimes. Some some people's sense of humor local. That's but like, like why get, would he could get a contract? So, but why would that guy not work there? He should like have an opportunity. And uh, he might be being cagey too. You well, know. the fact that meant that Omega didn't call him and say like, for the first three years of my career, you you spoon fed me everything. Well, to that's make what I'm saying. Better. Like, there's almost like, okay, what do you mean by that? And I yeah. didn't dig into it. but yeah. it's like it was just an. Interesting comment. I yeah, would say. it's frustrating to me the process of these dark this dark matches. You know, there were guys that deserved a spot that I I actually think that they got they got sandbagged. But but mind you, a lot of these guys who if they do a dark match, it's not like they're going to get a job there. Like if you if you want to get a job at a big company, it's going to have to be WWE. They're going to have to hire you because you look like you could be on television and then they they would throw you in their developmental program, work with you. John Cutler's the last guy to go from Winnipeg to a developmental deal. Yep. I could see, I could see... Um, well, there's no developmental program. No, AEW but I could see, is like I could, a glorified indie. I could see is what it is. Uh, um, somebody like Mentolo. I could see them signing him after and a match. And doing what? 
he's over, the 40, he's over 40 years old. Yeah, I know that. But. How many guys over 40 can you sign? People laughed when they signed Luther. It's, Not this guy. They yeah, did. He's, he's the legitimate one. So I didn't commit to who I think is the number one local, but I'm 12 years out of touch. I, don't, I haven't been to a local show in 10 years, according to some. So how could I possibly answer that question, right? How would you answer it? I guess you're not answering. I guess that's the show this week, folks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not committing to the answer. Okay. All right. Well, let's move on. We you do can't have... come up with one name. He 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 said AJ and and Mendel. you know what I'm going to say. Actually, no, no. You said okay, you're going to pick it. someone who's going to be the future okay, next so top guy. Then that yeah. would be Roth or, or Daniels, I guess. Um, but I'm going to say Danny Duggan is the top local guy because I think he makes the most money. Yeah, I, I think he does. I, I would I would say so. And that's, that's but it's because he understands the business different than all of them. He understands dollars, cents, and into his pocket. Yeah, he's probably the best. Not probably. He's the best businessman. I would say no, re- uh, absolutely not. So, he runs. He makes the most money, but that doesn't make him the best businessman. One of the problems is, and I'm going to get in trouble for saying this, he doesn't reinvest back into his product properly. That's that's a business flaw. Fair enough, but. He is the guy who's the top guy in the territory right now because he makes the most money. Fair enough. Um, we do have a new contest, another one. Yeah, you're going to have to go on social media for this, but yeah. mention the show. Uh, Primo's Wrestling presenting Splatterhouse, March 26th, 2023, 7 p.m. start time, Winnipeg Chinese Cultural Center. That's one uh, 180 King Street. Interesting. Um, we got some tickets to give away. Yeah, we've got... Four pairs. What, mm-hmm. when, when is that date again? It is on March 26th. Is that a Sunday? 2023. I have no, no calendar in front My of me. My birthday's so a fast. Thursday and it's the 23rd. 26th is you a Sunday. You and Danny Duggan both yeah, share born the same day. We're wrestling Taliban. We're the two terrorists. Uh, <laughs> it is Sunday, but that's Are we going to Rokeby for that one? I think we should have the party in Rokeby, Saskatchewan, even though I never did the Rokeby rib. Um, Lies. <laughs> it's not a lie. I didn't. Here's how you're going to win... Two tickets to Splatterhouse put on by Primos. Not sponsored by Energy 106. Not sponsored by Energy 106, although they talk about it on the air. And that is a Sunday, Sunday March night. 26th. Yes. You're going to go to our Facebook page, and there will be a contest page there that will be pinned to the top. It will require you to share the picture and tag one or two people. I don't know what the contest is. I'll put it up later today. And you'll have to go to our YouTube page at Total Bees and hit the subscribe button because we're holding back content. We've got the good stuff. I, You know we have all of Kenny Omega's first television matches. Do you know Kenny Omega's first television match was on the Fight Network, which is now owned by Anthem, which is the owners of TNA? You know, I have one of Kenny Omega's favorite re- wrestling matches he ever did against Who? me at Rookies in a Braun Panties match. Promoted uh-huh. by PCW? Was it PCW? At yeah. Rookies? Yeah, it yeah. was PCW. Yeah. Rob Stardom was the booker. Maybe. Because I didn't book you in a pember. No, no, you weren't, you weren't there for that one, I don't think. No, because I, I booked the entire run of Rookies, the first run, in 2002. It's one of his favorite matches. But because I, was, because I d- didn't want confliction, like too much conflict with what we were doing at the, at the lid or stratosphere, I let Rob Stardom book, and Rob Stardom would have booked that match. I, Rob Stardom was definitely there. So yeah, you're probably Rob right Stardom was the booker there. We had a caretaker booker in that spot because I was, I would run out of ideas because I was trying to keep all my top sh- stuff for the, for the stratosphere. 
So Shellcross and I decided to start him would have a run as Booker at Rookies. So yeah. the, the Splatterhouse show, going to be really good. Three teams, table, ladders, and chairs match. Big Sexy Beast, Team Impact, and... The uh, reformation of of Kevin Chevy and AJ Sanchez. Yeah, they're back. They're from back thirteen together, years back ago. Together. Wait a second. Will there be a ring at this show? There yes. will be a ring at okay, this show. That's good. Yeah, you don't have to worry about that. There okay. will be a ring. Just making sure. So it's going to be a a great you show. Have to ask these questions. TLC sometimes. match and um, Billy Blaze and Big Cliff. Corleone. Bill Blaze. Bill Blaze are the are the third team. So that's a Splatterhouse is an apt name for it. Yes. Okay. Uh, before we go, one other local show. When is Eric Rowan in your hero? Eric Rowan, my hero. March gonna, was it March thirtieth? You're gonna have to hang on so, so I can pull March it. March thirty first, maybe. The end of March. Yeah, it's the last CWE. weekend of March. I think it's the Friday night. Is it not WrestleMania weekend? I believe. Oh. WrestleMania is April one and April two. So that March means March thirty first is a Friday. Yep. Friday, Friday night, March thirty first. Right Friday. at the Holy Euclid. Holy Eucharist? Eucharist, yes. It's not Euclid? No, Eucharist. What's Euclid? That's a street. That's a street. <laughs> it's not very far from you. You don't either. want to be walking down there. Holy Eucharist Parish Center. Holy Eucharist! 460 Monroe Avenue. Okay, there you go. Good venue. So there's I've been a, there. The, yep. Let's keep this run of sellout shows in Winnipeg going. We know WPW is going to have a sellout in April. Uh, but let's, Are we going to that show? Yeah, let's go. Uh, we'll, yeah. Make a night, we'll make a night, night out of it. Yes, we'll yeah. have a beer or two. Maybe head over to the Palomino. Sell around. It's a Saturday night. See our buddy Scotty Townsend for just one drink. I'm not going out and having just one drink. Well, that's what Scotty tries to say. Just one drink. Come on down to the Palomino Club. Yeah, doesn't he? Yes. Friend friend of the show. Big time friend of the show. Well, then we got to go. There you go. Well, the boss called me up and said, come in to work. I just hung up on that slave driving jerk. I'm going to wrestling. Going to wrestling. Well, you think I'd rather be sweating on a dock or watching somebody use a hammer lock? I'm going to wrestling. Going to wrestling. R-A-S-S-L-I-N, that's wrestling. R-A-S-S-L-I-N, that's wrestling. Well, I love to watch the missing link bang his head on a corner post and the romper bumper butt butt delivered by the ice man. The Freebirds, Roberts, Hayes, and Gardy, but what I like the most is Kerry delivering the iron claw as only the Vaughn Eriks can. Well, the boss called again, said it's time and a half. You'll come in tonight, and I just had to laugh. I'm going to wrestling. Going to wrestling. R-A-S-S-L-I-N, that's wrestling. R-A-S-S-L-I-N, that's wrestling. Well, my girlfriend called, and friends, she could be a model for Fredericks of Hollywood, but she was hassling, really hassling. Said I could come over early and stay real late, but I told her, honey, if we have a date, we're going to wrestling. Going to wrestling. R-A-S-S-L-I-N, that's wrestling. R-A-S-S-L-I-N, that's wrestling. Kevin Von Erich, when he's really high and flying, I like to see Ric Flair, but he's out there strutting. Andre the Giant must be seven foot nine. Why well, wouldn't miss this for a dozen girls, and I wouldn't miss this for nothing. I said, honey, I hope you ain't hurt. She said, I'm putting on my wrestling shirt. I'm going to wrestling. Going to wrestling. R-A-S-S-L-I-N, that's wrestling. R-A-S-S-L-I-N, that's wrestling.
last night I dreamed my life was over. There was golden streets and fields of clover and the lights, they were dazzling. I looked for old St. Peter at the pearly gates. I found a note that said, I won't be too late. I'm going to wrestling. Going to wrestling. R-A-S-S-L-I-N, that's wrestling. R-A-S-S-L-I-N, that's wrestling. There's gentleman Chris Adams with his super kick in place. Young Mike Von Erich with his own iron claw. And I'll never forget the classic matches of the 70s and 80s. Two champions, Harley Race and David Von Erich. St. Peter told me as he let me in, from now on every Monday and Friday, Glenn, we're going to wrestling. Going to wrestling. R-A-S-S-L-I-N, that's wrestling. R-A-S-S-L-I-N, that's wrestling. Well, if I'd known this was going to happen, I wouldn't have bought those advanced tickets. By the way, St. Pete, are you sure these wings will fit in a ringside seat? Is Fritz coming up here anytime soon? <laughs>